0: This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Flamingo Pools, your go-to maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Stop wasting your valuable time trying to take care of your pool and let the professionals at Flamingo Pools take care of it for you. Visit azflamingopools.com for a free quote today
1: all right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. Ridge and I are here with Dylan Roter and Chase Wardrop um, of Soda Shop. Thanks for being here with us, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How's it going today?
2: It's going great. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah. Cool. It's a, yeah. We're first time podcast. So Baylor does. Us uh, too. Us too <laughs> yeah. No,
1: appreciate you. Ha- appreciate having you on the show. Um, I guess we'll kind of jump right into it if you guys want to just take a couple minutes, um give us a quick background story on who you guys are and what's what's brought you up to to where you are
2: today. Okay. Um, I guess we'll do bullet points. There's a lot of history here. Um, so chase and I actually we grew we grew up together. We've been like, I don't know, best friends since third grade. <laughs> the second elementary. grade. Oh, yeah. second grade. Dang I'm not that good <laughs> <laughs> No, second grade we in elementary school, we dated other these two girls. They were best friends. Nice. Lexus Maybe and Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Way so. back. So the,
2: we've been friends a really long time, um, and then we ended up going to, we were at college together, so I'm on a fast track a lot of years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've been friends, grew up together, played basketball in high school, and, um, just constantly lived in the same neighborhood and then we're going to school and we're both taking chases in finance I was in business information systems mm-hmm. and we're flying home one day on a trip I mean I'm jumping into everything going, right yeah there. going to <laughs> go, go but yeah, yeah we're flying back from a trip and that's kind of where the whole idea started a business together so uh-huh. been friends long life friends we wanted to start a business cuz we're at school and we're just like everyone talks about I mean I was in business but this big number is they they just push everything and it's about getting a job, but it's, it's just not, we felt it wasn't that practical. So one day we were yeah. flying back and it was just kind of, one of us was just like, man, I just want to start a business. Put this stuff to practice because it just, it doesn't seem realistic. Mm-hmm. And then the other one of us was just like, I want to start a business too. And that's kind of what shaped
3: this. Yeah. I was over at the time, I was over the entrepreneurship lecture series at BYU. Yeah. Um, so I just called people in like the Utah area, sometimes Arizona and out of state. I was just like, dude, I really like what you're doing. Or I would tell her, I really like the business you started. Like, I'd have people come speak to a class of three hundred people. Mm-hmm. So I every week was hearing about all these cool startups and stories. And I'm like, man, I just actually want to put. We're just like, we want to put in practice what we're learning in school because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it seems like the practicality didn't really seem. We couldn't we wanted to actually put it to use right yeah. we didn't want to just keep talking about business and that's like yeah. what a lot of school does they right, just keep talking right, about yeah. business it's like how am i going to use this in my real life yeah so that's where i went on this airplane home to like uh i think it was one of our friends weddings mm-hmm. We're like we need to do this and we're like no, it'd be easy a shaved ice stand we could do a shaved <laughs> ice little hut <laughs> like in utah they're all over the place uh, and they're yeah. like i don't know they're just like little carts they're like you know, tough sheds you buy at Home Depot. Like yeah. they're
2: throwing them in parking lots, like extension, extension cords, cords <laughs> yeah. some
3: hoses running water there, and you're like, super S- legit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like no rules. So we're like, we could do that in Arizona. It's hot. People like shaved ice. Yeah, your <laughs> and, uh, season's a lot longer here. Yeah, exactly. We're like, this will be easy. I have a few connections to some parking lots where we could have placed one, mm-hmm. but uh, the city shot us down hardcore. Like, no way are you running an extension cord across a parking lot or a hose or anything like that. Um, And so it was then back to the drawing board. But it was like, at that time, we were determined to start a business. Start something? Yes. To start something, anything. So, So at what point did you guys come up with the idea for Soda? Um... That took a while. We, we tried and. It was like round 15. Uh uh-huh. So you went through a couple different ideas <laughs> yeah. before you. We, yeah, so we started with the, the shape Dye Shack. Uh-huh. And,
2: yeah, we did have some done ones. Started with that one, and I guess our problem was probably, probably doing it too right, I guess. Talking to the city was probably our first mistake. So then, <laughs> that one got shot down. Then we tried to do. It was a bogus Kickstarter. We were trying to find stuff on Alibaba, and then we wanted to do a Kickstarter. But this is cool. This product. is, like, right
3: around the time of World Cup. Okay. And so we were going to go sell urinal mats that had, like, the soccer goals. <laughs> goals and a little <laughs> soccer ball connected to restaurants. So uh, like... You go make some few goals while you are in the bathroom. That's you know. actually a really good idea. I respect it. They yeah. shot us down because it wasn't
2: a original idea. We thought it was pretty good, but that was so we tried that one. And these were ones where just we started it and then we kinda of ran into a wall and we uh-huh. kind of, then we had a pivot. Uh-huh. We did the next one was like bending necessities is what we called it. And we're like we lived in student housing and it was like, okay, let's do a vending machine, but not only with snacks, but like things that you need, deodorant, toothpaste. Yeah. Whatever you can put in there that like when you're out of and you need it on the weekend, yeah, you can go grab it. Right. So it was just idea for I mean they're half baked, all of them. Yeah. And then Chase was the one where it's just like, dude, soda is blowing up in Utah. It's yeah. just crazy. It's everywhere. It's like people like soda in Arizona. No one's doing it. We could be the first ones. And I was like, well, these are all little small ideas and that one's that's a big idea and we kind of went back and forth so after probably like a year of just kind of doing ideas back and forth mm-hmm. then in 2015 things started to materialize and that's when we we committed and yeah
3: we went yeah for it. yeah we found a spot and uh you know we started negotiating mm-hmm. like a price and everything and then we signed without like having any real idea on how we were going to pay for things <laughs> or do anything, but uh, we had full confidence that we were going to make it happen. But
2: We didn't have recipes. We didn't know what we were yeah. doing. We went to McDonald's and started mixing drinks. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like, we literally had no idea, Possibly. but what kept us to made us do that was because we signed our like name. We had, you had, had no choice. choice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, after that point, it was like, there's no going backwards, so uh-huh. we have to make this one work. And uh-huh. I mean, we had no idea what we were doing, but... Yeah pieced it together from there, and we never, well, going full circle, we thought that was going to be a summer project, Yeah, like, we're like, we can do this and go back to school, because we weren't graduated, and that one slapped us in the face, because there was not a chance we were (laughs) going to be able to finish, we postponed, then Chase actually went back, I never did, but it was just, it took a lot more than we thought, but it, it became our lives after
3: that one.
0: Wow, so you guys were still living in Utah when you're coming up with all the ideas and signed all the papers and stuff?
3: Yeah. Okay. We uh, it's actually pretty ironic. I mean, we'll get to this further on the story about Swig, but in order to like decide if we wanted to do this, I sat outside of Swigs, and I would count cars for hours. Oh wow! To be like wow, how much money would we have to do to actually make sense of this? Right. So I would sit in front of Swigs and just count cars. And I'm like, hmm, it seems like a lot <laughs> of cars are going through. We could probably summer. do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of also what gave us the idea to like, all well, the confidence just to kind of run with this one idea. Uh-huh. And so.
2: So that's where we moved home.
3: Okay. And yeah, for the summer, we're like, well, we, get the, we got the site in April, and we're like, we can get this open by, you know, May, and then we'll have it, we're running for like two, three months, and we'll be back up in school. <laughs> Easy. Sounds like us with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds way easier than it ever is. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it actually took us uh, four or five months oh, wow. to get open. So, we didn't open till September. So, uh-huh. the whole summer had passed. Mm-hmm. So, the goal of getting it open before the summer huge fail wow. but but <laughs> and, it got open
1: and so were you guys already signed up for
3: classes and had to drop out or what would you do about going to
1: school then that september
3: well, yeah our parents weren't that happy they're like <laughs> i bet because they're like oh yeah you can come down for the summer and that's a good idea to do this but yeah it's there the whole time the, go- the plan was to go back to school uh-huh. you know and so when we threw that curveball out i'm like oh yeah, we're not going back to school. <laughs> we're too deep. We got to keep going. Right. Yeah. You know, we raised money. We have taken on... We tried to take on some loans. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, we can't back out anymore. Right. It's like... You're in. You're in. So... It. Yeah. So I
2: postponed that one. but it was interesting. The next part... Chase actually... He only had a semester left. I had a year left, so... I
3: had 18 credits left. So okay. I had like, literally one semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only, like... My wife's mom is a professor at BYU uh-huh. and my parents were, like huge on school and my wife so everyone was like pushing <laughs> me like you have to finish And so I would fly up there every Sunday, go to classes Monday and Tuesday oh, wow. skip classes Wednesday, Thursday and I flew back to Arizona to help like run the business oh, my wow. every Wednesday or Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. So I was going to half my classes, taking more credits than I'd ever taken, and what's cool is I got better grades than I had ever gotten. So it all worked out, you know. Uh-huh. And so did you end up graduating? Then? I ended up graduating. So
1: so looking everyone back, was happy.
3: looking back, are you glad you did that, or do you feel like it hasn't really had an effect I mean, on what you've what you've done? I'm glad for my wife's and my in laws and my parents <laughs> sake, but I could care less. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. Connections you can make at school, right, right? You can have lots of fun at school, yeah. <laughs> and they uh, definitely push you to you know to be able to think about certain ideas. I don't know if you technically they push you in the right direction, mm-hmm. they don't really give you the full picture, right? Mm-hmm.
1: But, but like you guys mentioned, it's a lot of telling you what to do, learning about what to do, but not a lot of putting it into action and actually making things happen,
2: yeah. For sure, that was probably that. that's the whole thing that kind of propelled us forward was just wanting to actually do it yeah and it's just not practical and then that's when we did it and then what we learned though is just we learned that school wasn't realistic about any of these things like i mean as you guys start the podcast anyone starting a business like no one can teach you how to do that mm-hmm. it's yeah. you just got to go forward you got to be relentless and just keep going because 100 percent there's no book that really like outlines it perfectly. It's just mm-hmm. how to start to set a soda shop. Yeah, <laughs> that, would have, that would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, should have looked harder for that one. Yeah. But yeah, it, exactly. So it's just the thing is, you just gotta go, and you problem solve as you keep going. And uh-huh. that's, that's what got us there.
0: And then, do you regret, I guess, dropping out of school for lack of better terms? <laughs>
2: yeah, I I tell people I postpone, but. Yeah. um, that's His a good mom question. still thinks he postponed <laughs> 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 I told her to go back she's waiting she's, a t- she's, she's waiting she's all about that <laughs> um, no I, that's a good question for right now it hasn't affected me like, yeah, I sure. think if I would have postponed this opportunity I think I would have been not in as good of a spot as I am yeah. now Yeah. Um, I do want to go back I do think it's it's a good thing to do It's but right now no I don't regret yeah. it I hope to get it someday I do want to go back and finish yeah. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's
1: not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's good to see because I think people push school so much and they don't realize that there's other ways to you know make a living and be successful. And you two are a good example. Well, I mean, you still did graduate, Finish, but, yeah. But you guys kind of took that pause there and showed that you don't have to graduate school to to start a business or be an entrepreneur. No, you just got to do
2: what's right for you, and I think yeah. that's where it worked out. We just we followed what we wanted to do, and yeah. Just committed to that. That's
1: mm-hmm. cool. Um, well, you mentioned. A bit ago about trying to get loans or trying to get get money raised um, for this how did that work out did you guys have some sort of money to get started or did you have to, to look places to get uh, the capital raised for this
3: that's a good story um, so we had been working with a good mentor mm-hmm. and um, would turn business partner mm-hmm. and a lot of the time during the, he was mentoring us along the way helping us out here and there and he'd be like, "Don't worry about money, you know. When it comes time, I'll help you guys out." And so we were banking on that pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then the time comes, and he's like, "Guys, I actually, you know, my hands are tied. I have a non-compete. I can't invest in any of their business at the time." Oh, wow. And so we're like, "Oh crap! Well, we just signed the <laughs> lease. We we're banking on all this. Right. Like, what are we going to do?" Yeah. yeah. And so we went back to the drawing board. We're like, "We'll get a loan. That's what we'll do. SBA loans." Mm-hmm. Those that's small business loans. Yeah, you know yeah. that's what they're for. We're a small business. We're starting. Yeah. Have no money. Should work. Um, so we talked to the banker, and they're like, "If you can raise thirty percent of your total project uh-huh. in equity, or like from fund- fundraising, uh-huh. we'll give you the loan." And they're okay. like, "This is going to be easy if you easy. do that
2: because this is what SBA loans are designed designed
0: for, for you guys. <laughs> like it's really good preaching song, yeah. and <laughs> selling it hardcore, uh-huh. and you guys go out of there like." big heads like we got this we got oh, this so we got the money again you know yeah. it's like yes
2: but it's not even that then it's preparing all the docs you have to have your business model, everything you have to prepare all this all the paperwork uh-huh. yeah. go through the process and they're like you gotta prove all you need is collateral and we're like and what is that supposed to
3: mean like, your house well or- we told them from the beginning we're living with our parents like <laughs> Like at the very beginning, yeah, we just dropped out of sc- or we're postponing school, <laughs> and uh, we're living with our parents down here, and they're like, "Oh, perfect." And then, like Dylan said, they came up and they're like, "We need collateral," and both of our parents were like, "Well," like even before that though, we did raise fifty percent of the money that we wanted. Fifty percent so of the 30%? they said yeah they said no they said of the whole project. oh wow so yeah the whole project. Um, they said we need to raise thirty percent. Okay. We went and raised fifty percent from some close friends, and you know, just a bunch of outside people that were yeah, yeah. just Blowing some family friends that we knew mm-hmm. and people we grew up with, uh-huh. and they uh, were willing to invest and honestly saved us big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we got fifty percent, and then the banks came back at the end. they were like, we still need collateral, and our parents were like, no way, we're putting up our house. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, Luckily, net 30, net 90, net 120, you know, not everyone collects the day after like they do the work. Uh And we got super lucky that Dylan had a good connection with the general contractor and it's his brother. (laughs) But uh, we were able to do like net 120, you know, so we were able to open for business and be open for 120 days. Before all those bills came due, oh. because oh. We, we didn't have enough cash to do We had those. no <laughs> cash. Like we spent, we were thinking the project was going to cost X, and we only got fifty percent of what we were thinking. Uh-huh. Right. And so, if everyone came doing like collected all their bills right away, we would have been screwed. But uh, we got super lucky that the business started off very strong. We had yeah. great support from like the community, mm-hmm. and lots of people came out to you know come get a drink. And uh, we were able to use that money to pay off oh, all of wow. our construction loans <laughs> or like bills. Yeah. So we got super lucky. Yeah. Cause yeah. we did not raise enough money, and uh-huh. we would have been so screwed. <laughs> so, I mean, it all worked out, but wow. Well, yeah, it was kind of a scary time. Uh huh. We had our moms in there working. My <laughs> wife, his girlfriend, like free labor. free labor helped us out. We got lucky
2: though, where it's just like Chase said, we opened to a line of 150, 200 people. We we're open for like four hours, and the line was just constant. Uh-huh. We're like, wow, we did this right, and we got lucky. Honestly, I don't, I can't say we did anything too special to get that. It was just being the first soda concept. I think people were excited. Right. Yeah. But then every day after that, we were just, we were slammed. We couldn't keep up, and. Because of that, that was the only reason we were able to pay. If it would have been the opposite and we had to build a customer base, there would sure. be no story. You guys, are, <laughs> yeah. 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 This, this would,
3: would be, be a very like short podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. So we <laughs> almost got open, and then we were open for a week, and then we closed. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, well, that's crazy how you guys ended up getting that to happen. What would be your advice or suggestion to someone wanting to start a business who needs to raise money?
3: That's a good question. Honestly, just go for it and like pitch your idea. Mm-hmm. We uh, just start going to a bunch of people, yeah, and they give us feedback, critiques, and be like, "I want to see this, I want to see that." Yeah, and they, you know, we soon started to get our pitch down a little better, you know. But I think just going out and pitching friends and family—you'll be surprised that you're not very far away from some really good connections of people mm-hmm. who might be willing to invest. For sure. Yeah. In that, I, I think the one thing
2: as we started to do that, the thing that we learned and this is what I recommend everyone just like, you actually have to be committed and come up with an idea. We've talked to a lot of people after this, like, oh, I want to start a business and they're, they're not even close to being committed to it, but they're, yeah. they talk as if that. And it's, so when you're going out and raise money, it's like, things will change and you'll pivot, but uh-huh. it's actually getting the details together, understanding what you're actually mm-hmm. trying to accomplish, how you want to do it. Um, So we didn't have everything dialed in, but we knew exactly what we were doing. We had projections, we counted cars, and so there was was something there that was substantial to help us, but you're going out, and a lot of people, I think, when they try to raise money, they're still pitching their idea. They're not bought off on the idea that they're trying to raise money for. Mm -hmm. That was one thing. Like We were committed, and we knew we were going to do this, and that's the difference. I think you got to actually, you got to be a step ahead where you're just like, I'm doing this, and you can be a part of it, or I'm going to find someone else.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, like our projections, we were, I think, within like twenty thirty thousand dollars 30000 So pretty spot on for never being open and, mm-hmm. you having know, no never, <laughs> having no idea. We should have projected a lot higher. Embracing but because uh, <laughs> it would have been nice if we were twenty thirty thousand 30000 off of a lot higher number. But, you know, we were pretty spot on with what we were giving to investors. And I think that helps. It gives confidence yeah, knowing like yeah. what people, what you're going to use their money for. And then how you are going to get them a good return? Uh-huh. Like what's that game plan? That's cool. No, I like to share that. Sorry, Ridge. I'm stealing all the no, 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 time. No, 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 I, I, I think, I I I think it was like a negative
1: idea around like borrowing money from people, you know, like friends and family, like, oh, he just used his daddy's money to get his business started. That's the only reason he's successful. But that's really the first kind of group you should go to family, friends. And then if they don't have it, they might have suggestions, people that they know that they could refer you to that have that money. Cause it's a lot easier to get a loan from someone that, you know, Rather than some random person who has never heard of
2: you or your idea before. For sure. I agree hundred percent. We try it. I mean it's like who do you go to? When you're starting a business yeah. it's not like you're well networked, you have all these right. connections it's like, yeah. oh look at this. You like know, in your twenties, it's, <laughs> it's it's like You don't yeah. have
0: that. You're in college dude, like come to me in a little bit longer. No, uh, I you
2: know. and there are people that look at me but I think uh-huh. it's like man, high five for doing something. Yeah. Like good job for going out and not to like pass on back, but it's just like if anyone's looking at it negative, it's, it's they don't understand. Yeah, like what it takes to start one. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool if you're just you're going to doing something. I mean,
3: essentially, you've been doing a pitch and a job interview for the last, you know, maybe five, ten years. For however long you've known those that person. Right, right. You know, they've been able to see is this person dedicated? Does this person work hard? What type of person is this? And so I think it's like sometimes it's like oh, it can be a uh, little here. I just want to help you out, but when you're going to friends, sometimes it's like no you've been proving yourself for sure for the last five, ten years since i've known you i know what type of person you, you are so mm-hmm. it also you can look at it like a like an interview or a pitch yeah. Yeah, for exactly. a longer period of time i don't know That's
1: so don't like, act like an idiot around your friends with money yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah moral <laughs> of the story We <laughs> <yes>. saw <laughs> you growing
0: up and stuff yeah you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013.
1: When did you guys get busy enough or you weren't actually working in the store where you were just kind of managing everyone that was actually
2: in the store? It took us a bit because we were, in the beginning, we are still trying to figure out like, I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard. It's impossible to train someone when you or yourself don't even don't know what, know you're, what you're doing. It's no. right? so <laughs> like, hey, look at me put stuff in here. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we tried to figure as much out as we could. Um, we were fortunate. <laughs> so my girlfriend at the time was... She was with us. She was she was committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she was a saint during this time. Like she was there. How many months did it take? Cause I remember it took us. It was like two three weeks before we like weren't there for like a shift before all of us weren't even there. Like we just yeah. felt we had to be there open to close. Yeah. So we were getting there like six, leaving at like ten thirty eleven, and sometimes we'd be so exhausted we just sit on the couches there and like we couldn't even leave because we were too tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't say it took probably. Three to four months before, like, starting to get a little more hands off, but still there consistently. And yeah, and we,
3: I think we kind of had to because we got approached about opening up our second store pretty mm-hmm. quick. Oh, wow. And so we started to kind of dive pretty deep into that. Uh-huh. And luckily, like Dylan was saying, we had, you know, Katie, his now wife. So it worked out. I was to say, yeah, that's that's story. Story. yeah. <laughs> happy story, happy, happy ending. Okay. Um, but yeah, luckily she kind of like stepped up huge and became the manager and took over that store, so we could focus on opening up oh, the wow. second one. Oh, cool. You know, so we okay. just we've always been surrounded by good people and uh-huh. gotten lucky at timing and everything. So it helped. Love yeah. you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was it hard for you guys to kind of delegate and trust people to do what you guys knew that you could do or did that come easy for you guys?
2: I think that's, I mean going the GMs, that's like one of the toughest things that we talk about is just like delegating. I don't yeah. There's very few people who can delegate well. Like, right? yeah. so there's some people who over delegate and it's like, wow, you're just like this evil dictator. <laughs> and then the people who don't do delegate at all because they feel like they can, they're the only ones that can do it. And I think that took us a while. Me personally, it's like trying to do everything because it's like you hold yourself up to such this high standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's been a constant thing. I think opening up the second store and then preparing for growth and then swig it's, it's kind of something that gets born out of necessity where it's like you have to delegate cause you can't yeah. do it. You can't take care of your team. You can't grow a business. You can't market if you're trying to do them all. You can't mm-hmm. wear that many hats. Yeah. And so it took a while, but I think we're getting better at it we're better at sharing Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference. You got to trust the people you For work sure. with or there's no point.
0: Yeah. So how do you guys do that starting out though? Cause two people starting the business can, I mean, you definitely have things that you're similar in and you definitely have differences. So what was like your key to success with work to working together and making it work out so well?
3: That's a good <laughs> question. Yeah. We've always been like very, I don't know, aware of that because yeah. we were friends first and we're like, we don't want to, have the business strain the friendship Uh so what we did is like we try to always be like i don't know both knowing that the other person's working just as hard Mm -hmm. and uh trying to each pull our own weight to you know then make it to where it's like a little more even Mm -hmm. and we got to where it would be one would open the other would close and then vice versa and we just switched days and then he got to where he was doing really well with the marketing and taking pictures, and he's really good at that and oh, technology. Like so and words. so I started working. <laughs> I started working more like inside the store with um, the team, and uh-huh. he would do a lot more of like he's the bookkeeping and the marketing because he's a lot more he's more into the details of me. Right. It so, kind of fell on our
2: natural skill sets. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like Chase was good with the people in the store and. Running the operations, and then there's yeah. things on the tech side that uh-huh. just kind of fell in my wheelhouse, and so there's yeah. things that fell like that. But I think to emphasize like what Chase said that the whole thing that made this work because we've been asked this question. That's like probably the most common question is yeah. like, well, how do you guys work? Like, how do you work together? How how does it go? Like, how have you done this for so long? Do You have arguments? Do you right. guys fight? Right. And it's like, I mean, we've had disagreements, but I don't think there's ever been a time where we leave and it's like, I hate this guy. Like, he can't work. <laughs> <with him."> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I said it, but it's not true. But yeah. it's like the reality is that we just, the one thing that we have other than the friendship is like we just trust the other person is working as hard as us. Yeah. And we've never proved each other wrong on that one. That's awesome. And so that's just like something we kind of hold sacred. But it's like you never have to question whether or not I'm working as hard as you and vice versa. And like, yeah. when you have that, I think that's what destroys partnerships. The 100%. fastest thing is when you feel like disequilibrium. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing that's helped us is just that trust.
3: Yeah, and like trust also with we both have the same interest of growing the business and yeah. the same end goal. Yeah. You know, n- neither one of us had a different, like, oh, I only want to grow one store and I want to take all the money out right now. It's like, no, let's both sacrifice now to grow something bigger. And we both had that same, like, end goal mindset. Mm-hmm. So it was, I don't know, a lot easier to. I didn't trust each other because we both knew we had the best interest of the business. Mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. I think yeah. things would have went a lot different for either one of you if you just started a business by yourself without, without the help of a partner. I'm mm-hmm. jumping down this way. I, uh,
2: I personally, I was like, this is not to toot my horn, horn this is like to do the opposite. Like I was a straight A student and I was like really good at school, super risk averse because that's what I was just kind of trained to where it's just like good grades mean you don't fail and you just got to, you know, You want as little mistakes as possible. Yeah. Right. And so like, I wanted to start a business, but being trained that way, it was just like super risk at first. Like it's the opposite of what you need to do to start a business. Exactly. In order to start a business, get to the point where you open a business. Like you got, you get knocked down so many times. It's every avenue we took, you consider it a failure, but it's like, that's the game. That's Mm -hmm. the part of starting businesses. You have to take the failure and you pivot. And so I personally wouldn't have been able to, Chase was a good partner for me. He can go wherever he wants. But Chase goes 100 miles an hour. Uh-huh. Like, he's flooring in a car I'm
3: okay car. with imperfection. <laughs>
2: right. So, he goes 100 miles an hour, but so. it's going to be a bumpy road because <laughs> he's not going to think through all the details. <laughs> I'm going to go 10 miles an hour, but it's going to be the smoothest ride you've ever experienced. I'm like, mm. man, this is... I'm on glass. This is nice. <laughs> and so, but what we'll worked together with us and going off I feel like, it would have been completely different for yeah. me. But we kind of work together and, like... I've kind of slowed him down, but he sped me up and it's at this really good pace where we can work together, compliment each other, think through the details and have something that's very successful sure. versus if it was just me, I mean, I'd still be trying to figure out the name, I mean, <laughs> I'd the website, you know, how to so get this dialed in. Um, and so that's something I went from him, it was just like uh-huh. picking up the pace. So it would have been a different game for me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's definitely not as fun. Like, this is a grind, and being in the business and starting it is hard. Mm-hmm. And so, to do it with someone who you're like in it with is way more fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We probably, he's not giving himself enough credit. He, he could have done it. I could have done it. Yeah. But it would have not been nearly as fun or probably as successful. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, like he said, I go full force. And I'm going to miss a lot of things, but it's going to get open and it's not going to look as nice, but it's going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, I'm okay with if it's not perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And so he takes everything up a few notches and classiness and how it looks and presentation and then just also like organization. So, and like along the ride, it was a lot more fun to do it with someone that you like. Yeah. So yeah. I think we both could have done it. You know, but it, it'd definitely be different. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Chase. I appreciate
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I, I think all those reasons people are like nervous to start a business with someone else, like even just the success thing, like you said, how it's helped so much, but people are nervous that it's going to cut their profits in half. But if you find the right partner that complements your weaknesses and he has strengths as well, um, it can double what you could have done by yourself. Right.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: For sure. I think not like, I think I don't know, everyone's different, and everyone can do it. But yeah. I think it's kind of never-minded if you're thinking of it that way, just, like, the money piece of it. Right. It's <laughs> like, there's so much more you can do. It worked out for us Some people start their business on their own. I, looking to the future, don't want to do it. Because, like, like what Chase said, it's fun, but it's also, you have someone to keep you accountable. Yeah. A lot of us people in general, like, we are not good at that. Like, mm-hmm. you will make an excuse for everything so quickly. Yeah. It's a New Year's resolution that ends, you know, on you know January 10th. Mm-hmm. and so having a partner it's been super good it's just like we keep each other accountable it's mm-hmm. always there Yeah. so I mean you can say you have 100% of the profits but your profits are probably going to be a fraction of what you can do if you're working with someone that mm-hmm. like you build each other's pace
0: and your knowledge is growing way more than you know you're you're gaining so much knowledge from it all too that it's like
2: oh for sure we're playing off each other and it's like none of it neither of us really have a great idea
3: to begin with uh-huh. but like we ping, play ping pong with these ideas and it's like they turn into arguments where it's like, I think I oh, have yeah. a better idea. <laughs> they get heated. But like the good thing is he keeps his head a little more, a little more low <laughs> you know? and I get super passionate. But at the end, it's like we both walk away and it's like, it's, we're not holding grudges or yeah. we're upset. It's just like, dude, we're just fighting over whose ideas better. Mm-hmm. And it usually gets us to where neither of those ideas that we were originally fighting for are the end idea. Yeah. But we get to something better. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You know, I, disagreements I think can help propel things forward For sure. if it's constructive yeah. and people have an open mind. So, yeah, it's.
0: that's sweet. What is one thing you guys mm-hmm. would have done different if you could do it all over again? Mm. That's gonna be a long list. Individually, a long individually, <laughs> individually, one thing, and then one thing mm-hmm. as a team. As a
2: partnership, I. You go on. You go first. (laughs) That's a really good question. Um, I think it's good to have that kind of perspective. Um, I think, for me personally, is, and it's gonna go full circle with like what you guys talked about on delegating and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I think we probably could have gotten farther, quicker if more open to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as people start their own business, it's, it becomes their baby and they want perfection. And it's like, yeah, you're unwilling to train. So I think the biggest thing was being like quicker to train others and being okay, like they're not going to do it how you do it, but like majority of people who work are like 80% is still good. Like it's great. Yeah. So you don't need to have everyone. At, so I think for me, it's just like trying to put way too much on my shoulders or our shoulders. Or it's like, there's plenty of people who are very capable Maybe they're not going to be like polishing the details like you, but mm-hmm. they're going to do a good job. Eighty percent, you can operate a successful business with a bunch of people contributing that way. For
3: sure. Yeah, I think this can be our us thing, because I think like I'm getting sure. hung up on the <laughs> getting hung up on the little things. You know, we got hung up on like trying to let the attention to detail, or I don't know, like in, we were training, we were creating training manuals, and we get caught up on like one sentence. Yeah. You know, and it would take. 10 minutes to come up with that one sentence where it's like in the end that's not a big deal but that was like a pretty you know we used a lot of time thinking through literally every word of a training manual and it's mm-hmm. like dude it doesn't help that much yeah, at the end of the day <laughs> but it was still, a good manual yeah, good manual so we had we had to learn that pretty quick and then we just like you know screw writing all this we're just gonna make videos you know so we did kind of learn but i wish we learned faster because we did waste you know quite a bit of time trying to create those manuals
2: i think what we know now that we didn't know then was just like the the value of progressing like mm. within the version one version two version three and it's like you try to create these things in a vacuum and you're like well let's just make this so good and that was our intention it's like an honest good intention right you want to have a good manual you want to yeah. have a good training or any detailed business yeah. but it's like you get hung up on that and it's like man, just get something out and then you're going to get the feedback. Mm -hmm. You're going to see how the customers respond. You're going to see how the team members respond. And it took us a while to figure that piece out where it's like, it's more valuable to have something out there critiqued, getting feedback, criticized, whatever, and then improve on it. Spend two hours on something instead of six weeks, you know, and then just get the feedback to make it better going forward. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. concur. (laughs) Sweet. Um, Well, I want to talk about your menu
1: a little bit. I guess going back, how did you guys originally come up with a menu come up with flavors
3: decide on what what would be best mcdonald's yeah Uh, so we did do mcdonald's and then after that we had a pretty good idea and then we went and tried them all out again with somebody else and Uh a few other friends Uh in fat cats okay (laughs) yeah we're like yeah, we were close, and we were like, come on down. And we brought two or three friends down, and we made them tons of drinks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we only bought one medium soda. <laughs> 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 Very close, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so probably not, I mean, scrappy, but not the best. <laughs> but we've gone and supported them a lot with movies and stuff. So it's all good. Yeah. but so uh, What we
2: did, though, like, I mean, honestly, we, we took what we thought was the best at all the other places, kind of put our own twist on them, uh-huh. trying to do that. Um, it wasn't. We probably started off with twelve drinks on the menu. Yeah, was we, we didn't have that many, but then we would.
3: I mean, we didn't have a legit menu. We had a chalkboard that our friend <laughs> wrote all what the drinks were. Um, you know, like a day before we were opening. So yeah, we didn't really have that much to even show.
2: <laughs> the thing we spent, I think, that was most fun it was like coming up with names. And yeah, I was gonna say was like, that fun. Yeah. It was fun, and I I enjoyed. It. It's like I mean, this is weird, but like. I'm like, what color drink is? Okay, what kind of personality is this? Oh, it's got Coke Zero. Okay, maybe this is more of a guy drink. drink It's more of a girl drink. I'm like, what color is this? Don't spend your time doing that. It's like, don't waste your time. Right. But we do that, and we're just like, like for one of our like the funniest drink names we probably have was Coke Zero. And it's like looking up on Google, like, well, what are nicknames that guys give to girls, you know, like for their girlfriend or their wives? And one of the names was Big Booty Judy. <laughs> and that's what it's, so it's like, there's this personality for this drink, and that's the name that came from it. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how a lot of the drinks came, where it's just like, that's just Sitting with friends and just rattling things off. And so that's the menu is just, I don't know, it's grown and increased and improved yeah. in a sense. So that's fun. And I know you guys
1: have other things besides soda now right you have cookies ice cream pops even like an energy drink i think i saw recently
3: yeah chase talk about the energy drink. what do you want to say they're delicious and uh yeah that's been a big project where you know for a while we're it's our own proprietary energy drink that oh, we wow. spent oh. almost like a year and a half we'd go drive out to california stay there for a day or two working in these labs And just sitting in a room for seriously six to eight hours. Just pounding energy drinks. Just trying little (laughs) samples of energy drinks. And we'd have Red Bull, we'd have Rockstar Monster, you know, all these other energy drinks. And we'd Mm. be like taste testing and telling what we liked, what we didn't like, and then we'd tweak ours. Okay. And Mm -hmm. yeah, for a year. In a year and a half, we went back and forth to California doing that. Wow. And so it's been a project of love. It sounds kind of fun, so, though. Yeah, it was kind of fun. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. After two hours, you're like shaking. And <laughs> like, I remember we were driving back from California, and we were in rush hour, traffic stuck. And Dylan's like, I'm not feeling too good. And I'm like, dude, I can't get over We're literally stuck on the freeway. He's like... He empties everything out of his backpack getting ready. <laughs> and so, like I said, it was a project of love. It was a lot of... Probably not the best for our bodies and our <laughs> health and that stuff, but right. so much, like, caffeine consumption. But, yeah, that is my... It's been a project that I've been very passionate about. And, That's cool. you know, it's baby. Yeah, because we were tired of paying for Red Bull's airplanes and race cars and, uh-huh. you know, all the fun things they do. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, we want to provide what we think is a better product and you know, we can get it, give it to the customers now for a better price. Uh-huh. So,
0: so you guys have your own energy drink and it's, yep. Yeah, so
3: yeah. reviver is,
2: is a swig energy drink tagline is creature energy. Um, we just want to do something that mixed well with our flavors that complemented what we do. Yeah. So we did from soda, we introduced refreshers, which is like the healthier option. It's sparkling water based oh, okay. and then we have revivers for the energy base and then We've done cookies. We introduced sweet pops, popsicles. We do that in the mm-hmm. summer as an LTL. So our menu's evolving mm-hmm. with just people's preferences. Yeah. Energy drinks you go into anywhere, and it's like that's the majority of things that people want now. Yeah, and the then,
0: energy drinks are a big thing right now. Huge. And then yeah.
2: people are wanting less calories though, and they, so the sparkling water craze that was started. So we're trying to kind of broaden our horizons, not just be soda, but we create the best mixed drinks. Right. You know, so we're, we're kind of broadening, broadening who we kind of appeal to mm-hmm. with just different varieties. Mm-hmm.
3: Cool.
1: What would, what would you, just go back to the energy drink? What makes it different than just your standard energy drink? Like a red. We, Coke? uh,
3: so we also want to be a little more environmentally friendly. Uh-huh. And so we don't do it in cans. We have it on the actual like soda fountain machine. Okay. okay. So, cause honestly, if you open hundreds of cans a day, it like rips your fingernails <laughs> and like your fingers <laughs> and so like we're looking out for our team and also you're just we had a trash and it'd be full of cans yeah. and yeah you can recycle them but it's like be better not to even do that yeah so we did it on where it's like it's called a bib and it's on our fountain and so now we can dispense it so it can be a little more carbonated and we can keep it cold a little better and like Dylan said it make we believe that it mixes better oh, it with plays, Chase. It, does, it does yeah, <laughs> like it mixes better with flavors and uh-huh. like we do it with fruit with soda. So we'll mix like a little lemonade, a little of the energy drink, okay, and then we can do some fresh fruit and. You cream. Can tell he's passionate about this. <laughs> Chase, what's your favorite <laughs> reviver? Like this, yeah. So my favorite is a little light lemonade, uh-huh. a little reviver, then guava strawberry. Ooh. And uh, coconut cream. oh that sounds nice. Yeah, we have it it. <laughs> is called our name yet? Yeah, it's called the All Star. It's blended right now, but I also like it not blended. So just you know, iced or blended. Either way, it's delicious. Nice. You might have to try Go that. Go try it, on. yeah. <laughs>
2: Dylan. What about you? What's your favorite favorite thing on the menu? Um, I'm going back to the original one of our first drinks. Is on the first menu. It's called the Big Daddy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's simple, but Dr. Pepper raspberry coconut cream. Ooh, Anna that sounds fish. like me. Yeah, that does sound <laughs> like down. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Like just drinking that one, now it's, you know, we got a history with that one. And it's yeah. just from the beginning. That's just, that's always been my favorite since the beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: So we introduced it as the soda shop, but now some things have changed within like the past, I don't know, how long, what's, what's different? It's, what's different with the name? <laughs> no that's
3: good interesting question yeah. um
2: yeah I mean I'll start with the first part of you and finish it off so just the the context of the story so um well as Chase mentioned he was an entrepreneurship uh, lecture series and through that one of the mentors that we met well he's part of a restaurant management company mm-hmm. um and so after we had started the soda shop we had opened two locations um and they were both doing very well um we were performing. Um, we actually partnered with Four Foods Group. That was the name of their restaurant management company at the time. Okay. And so we partnered with them.
0: Um, and what exactly was that? What What were they doing for you guys?
3: Just they're the group that grew neaters. So oh, okay. They help grow neaters from like two stores to fifty plus stores. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So they do.
2: There's a lot of things that that you can take. There's operating a store, and then there's things about operating a business, right? Mm-hmm, right. And so one um, of their skill sets is taking things off of an operator, a GM, anyone who's running the store, like mm-hmm. paying taxes, running payroll, um, working with the city, whatever the components of a business that you don't necessarily need to put on someone who's in the store. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one, they facilitate all of those, those needs mm-hmm. along with being very skilled in growth and development. Yeah. So that's their, like their forte okay. to allow people who need to operate. Cause the biggest thing you want an operator in the store is to focus on the team, okay. focus yeah. on the customer. So they allow taking kind of offloading those things so that you can do that and take care of the people who matter most. Um, so that's where we saw the value and opportunity to grow, coupled with, you know, people who had done it. Like Chase said, they grew meters. Yeah. They knew how to scale the business, and right. I mean, we had opened two stores. So the partnership and the goal there was to take the soda shop away, done, and and scale it. So that was the first part. I and mean, going on this transition of the name change, long yeah. story. That was the first part that kind of the first domino that fell.
3: Yeah, and so we had partnered with those guys, and uh, you know, we had plans to grow the soda shop. Mm-hmm. And then Swig kind of also came knocking to the door to Four Foods Group and, like, hey, we also want to partner, mm-hmm. and uh, we felt like it could be a good opportunity. You know, Swig is the original soda shop, they started in St. George in 2010, so it's been a while, yeah, and uh so we we like cool this could be a great opportunity if we merge and become one company Mm -hmm. we had different skill sets than the founders of swig and it actually fit really well and so we decided to all partner and become a one larger company Mm -hmm. and so we've been going back and um, doing a few rebranding things for swig and a few uh remodels on some stores Mm -hmm. and now we're at a point where we're now switching the soda shops over to swig Okay. For a while, we we're trying to run two separate businesses. Right. Well, but then, get the name alive. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like it's too hard with inventory, and when you go buy, you know, a hundred thousand cups, it's you don't want to manage two different like names and yeah. cups. Yeah. So it's just easier to make it all one. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we felt like you know, so we had some good brand recognition and had started to grow. And get more momentum in Arizona, so we uh-huh. felt like it was a good time to make the make the change. And now we're all just working together to um, grow Swig. Okay. So we've opened up two locations last year, mm-hmm. and this year we're hoping for you know ten to twelve oh. locations. So it's a lot nice. bigger. Yeah, this <laughs> time one. to scale. Yeah, we yeah. we this
2: was two years ago, so we partnered with Swig oh two yeah, years two ago. Yeah. It's been a while in the okay. making. Yeah, and so it's just
0: have, it's just now coming to light, though. I think for a lot of people, are like, oh, Swig Photoshop, same thing. Yeah. yeah, Like to go off
2: what Chase was talking like Swig had the scale, the name recognition, but mm-hmm. in all honest, in, in transparency, like they their operations, they needed help. We didn't have the scale, but the stores were operating very well, and so that's where bringing them together. So what we spent the last two years mainly doing was focusing on this bigger piece of the pie where we can get the operations get the uh, improve the culture just kind of lifting the brand Mm -hmm. and now it's put us in a spot where it's like we have something stable instead of trying to grow on wet cement you know yeah where we have a firm foundation to just kind of go
1: on what is your role now in the business now that it's combined versus or how is that different from what you were doing before you guys kind of merged
0: um, or is there a big difference? You guys are like filling the cups of soda now, right? <laughs> yes, sure. now we just work only <laughs> in the stores. <laughs> yeah,
3: before we were in the stores a lot more. Um, and now it's just so much behind the scenes mm-hmm. and it was amplified because we went from two stores to nineteen stores literally overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we signed a paper and then nineteen stores wow. and we had a you know, a new role where we're working a lot more with all 19 managers and regional managers. Yeah. So just like people management is just such a huge thing. And, you know, just trying to get people trained and come up with a few new systems and policies to make sure the brand is consistent from Logan to Arizona. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the consistency is a big, big thing. So I think that's the biggest thing is just operations and then people management. I guess.
2: Yeah. It covers it all. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's a big scope. But yeah, yeah. our roles, it's I mean, going, we still spill some drinks. We still, you know, stay close <laughs> to the stores, but yeah, it's, it's more of a holistic view of the operations and then having the team members. Cause when you're this big, like we would love to spend more time with every team member and right. GM and all the stores. But uh-huh. at this point with this scale, it's just, it's working with and building leaders and having them, you know, pass that on to the team members that they get to work closely with.
1: Yeah. So how have you guys kind of built your people management skills? Do you feel like you kind of had that that gift to start off with, or do you have to learn a lot about how to, to deal with people?
3: Yeah, no, not really. We uh, definitely got thrown into it. And it's, I mean, still constantly learning. Uh-huh. And by no means I think we're the best, but I think we just trust a lot of, we put people who we trust in leadership positions, and then, you know, we give them, the reins and a lot more freedom than probably a lot of other places, right? And it's because they've already proven that we can trust them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I look at it It's like if I put you in a position It's there's it there for a reason and yeah. I already made a lot of decisions to get there I'm gonna trust what you say. I'm gonna trust like your abilities and let you run until There's no reason to trust you, you know until yeah, you yeah. burn till those yeah. bridges are burned. Yeah, so That's kind of how I look at it with people management. I don't know, though. I don't know if it's the right way. But But it's working, right? Yeah, it's working.
2: It's just a never-ending thing. Like, you can read friend, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's, like, everyone's first recommendation. Uh Just take Uh care of that book. But I think the core of what we just really care about the people we work with. And when you do that, the rest of it kind of falls in line. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's like, genuinely want this to be a good experience. We want Mm -hmm. them to be able to, And we know they're not going to all work with Swid forever. Like our mentality has always been like, how do we make this the best experience for you? And sometimes that doesn't align with everyone's needs. But if that's your initiative and your objective, kind of from the beginning, is like, I want this to be good. I I really do care about your experience here. The rest of the stuff kind of falls in place to to help build the team. And that's we're. I mean, if any of them are listening, like that's we're so proud of the people we work with. We're surrounded by just a bunch of talented individuals that just really care
0: yeah what's cool too is like since you guys started it and you did it all yourself you know like what they're doing you know like you've been in their shoes before from filling the cups to everything in between and so you're kind of just Oh yeah we know it can be brutal it's yeah. hard to
3: be on your feet for that long and it's yeah. fast pace everyone expects those sodas to be done in five seconds or less <laughs> that's, right. yeah. that's it that's the time we have and uh yeah. So it's fast paced and stressful. So yeah, we know it, it can be tough. So that's where it has helped us actually a ton to mm-hmm. have it, that experience. Cause I mean, at the very beginning when <clears throat> this is another kind of like funny full circle story is at, after like three weeks of having opened the soda shop, we were way busier than we ever expected. Uh-huh. And I remember we were sitting outside in the back one day after working like 10 hours and we're like, dude, what did we just sign up for? <laughs> like, I am so exhausted. I don't think I ate food. And like, when you're constantly like trying to go over the top for customer service, uh-huh. it's it can be exhausting. Be <laughs> yeah. You know, like you got to bring your A game every single transaction and you're doing that for six hours straight Yeah. and you're out in the sun. And I just remember like telling Dylan, we were sitting in the back of our uh, his truck and just be like, dude, let's message swig right now on instagram let's dm him and just be like do you want to buy this <laughs> <laughs> you can be the first to be like be the first store in arizona rename it whatever we don't care we'll sell it to you and uh he's like dude let's do it it's <laughs> not the best role model ever <laughs> ever. It's so like, story it's all like it was at a it was a weak moment for us but we messaged them and luckily they never messaged back (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know how serious it would have turned you know but it is funny that comes full circle that's now we're all together now one and uh yeah pretty funny but i don't know how we got there (laughs) but yes it can be brutal that's how we got there your question (laughs) it's helped us definitely shape training and policies and you know trying to look at it from everything we do with the manager perspective in mind so uh-huh. yeah. it's for sure out um so i guess kind of closing up here
1: what would you say your advice is to a young entrepreneur that's wanting to start a business maybe specifically a brick and mortar store like you guys
3: we've gone back and forth on this a lot and it's like what advice would we give ourselves and it's like just do it just start mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. believe in yourself and like There's a book, I think it's called like the art of starting something dumb. And I think, yeah, I think that's what it's called by Guy Ritchie or something. And anyways, it's, it's true. Just start something and you realize you can accomplish a lot more than you ever gave yourself credit to, Mm -hmm. you know, one hurdle comes, it's like, okay, I can figure out this hurdle and then just go on to the next one and you're, you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, if you're committed, you can figure anything out. I should have gone first because Chase, I knew he was going to take that. But <laughs> I
2: was thinking about that because we talked about it so much. And I was thinking about the difference where it's just like when you start a business, you just got to be okay with the idea of pieces falling apart with mm-hmm. failure. And it's like that's where people just get disinterested or they stop when they start to see like these hurdles in the way. And like what yeah. Chase is saying, it's like you have to be absolutely relentless and keep going because that is what it is. Like it's no one started a business and it just went perfectly they opened and everything was perfect and it it just doesn't happen yeah but i think that's what people want to hear because they hear success stories you hear these i mean you hear stories and it's like wow they did this and they're worth this and it's like you hear that part but you kind of miss all like the hard work the hours the years that it took to get there so i think anyone that's trying to start something it's like prepare yourself from the beginning to understand like it's not this clear path Mm -hmm. you're going to pivot if everything what we would worked out we'd be doing shaved ice shacks or little pee pads <laughs> and urinals you know like it, that's just where it gets you but uh-huh. you got to keep going know that failure's baked in just know that that's part of it and it's not that you're doing something wrong it's that you're actually doing something right you're on the right path because you're figuring things out for
0: sure sweet yeah. okay well we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping this up is there anything you guys would like to say to the listeners one last time i mean kind of Tell them to come in. I don't know. What is, what's something <laughs> you want? Yeah, visit your local SWIG. <laughs> yeah. No. Um,
2: I, I mean, I think to echo the last part, it was just like, if anyone's listening with the intention of wanting to start something, it, I mean, Nike's had the same logo, or slogan forever because it's just like, it's just, just do it. You just got to get started, get going, and the pieces will fall into place if you're willing to do that.
3: Yeah, and just a big thank you to everyone who's helped us get to where we are. You know there's been so many people who have come to our lives at the right time and mm-hmm. we couldn't be here without them and then the customers also you know huge like, like we said we would have been hosed yeah. if the community didn't come out and support us so you know just a lot to be thankful for and for a sure. lot of people who have helped us out so I think that's another good advice is like lean on people mm-hmm. and trust people people are wanting to help you mm-hmm. so be willing to take the help and Ask for it. Don't be too prideful that to yeah. ask for help, because people will help. People are good. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, I would also say to anyone listening that doesn't like soda, I'm not a big soda person either. But when you add a couple of those those flavors in, it really makes it good. So <laughs> give, right. it give
0: it a Give it a shot. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I have been drinking soda since the eighth grade, but every time we've gone a couple times, and I'll take a sip of it. Don't tell me. Secret. Yeah. Well yeah, we we really appreciate you guys coming out. Chase and Dylan, it's been been sweet to hear about the the whole ride and we appreciate everything. Um thanks thanks for for us. This Yeah, fun. thank you guys. Yeah, anytime. It's a good time. We'll okay. uh,
1: catch you next time.
0: Yeah, see ya.